Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Durant Spangle Podcast. Welcome to it, episode 39, volume three. Uh, <laughs> You're never going to say that with confidence. I said it. Confidence right there now. Was, it was very Did confident. you guys hear the pause? I heard it. Volume uh, three. It's the official name is volume uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's new recording software right here, so, uh, Gina, if you're distracted by it, it's... It mostly looks the same to me, except for that there's, like, this target blinking recording light. It's a pulsating red, light. red recording light. That's a little distracting. Wow. The rest of it wow. looks like it always does. Maybe they, like, enhance the... They did enhance it. Uh, the blues and the... Yeah, they, they did some things. It made What's it a little that bit blue that starts with a C? Cerulean. It looks like that. Um, so that's what's going on there. It, it's been a while. Last we talked, you talked about uh, uh, Will Smith slapping. The slap. Slapper host. Heard around the world. Yeah. Um, you know. So things have happened to him since then, right? Yeah, he got banned for 10 years. Did you think that? I mean, I don't really Some care what you think. think that's it, extreme. I mean, you know. Some I mean, people <laughs> don't care at all. Yeah, we talked about Nick Cage, Bruce Willis. Deep work. I actually started reading that book a little bit, and so did I. We mentioned something about uh, terrible tortillas, and Gina. Oh like, yeah, you were talking mess last time. Oh, they were terrible. <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> Don't remind me. But um, Gina, she like you know saved herself. Redeemed myself. Yeah. So we can talk about that. Um, you know, it was Easter this past week. You know. Um, I think it was that has something to do with like this rising. Sun, the goddess, you know, it all. Every culture has something where they just celebrate springtime, um, and uh, you know, Easter, like the bunnies, the rabbits, and all that. I think it's like a German thing or something. Fertility. Yeah, it's all it's all the same stuff. We've all been doing the same thing, and you know what? After a long winter, and you come out and you see the green, green grass, we saw a bunny hopping around. I was like, oh, yep. I, I see why you'd be like, hey, it's like a bunny, because it's, it's like out now. I get it. Uh, also, spiders. Spiders are out. How, nobody yeah. celebrates the Easter spider, spring spider. Nobody? No? A lot of tulips. Uh, and I mean, you see it, you're like, wow, What's it's, it's flowers. What's the deal with all the tulips? I don't know, man. It's, it's not. It's just know. like a thing I just right live now? here. Um, Is that a, it's uh, a wherever y'all live? There are tulips there everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there are tulips I everywhere. I haven't seen a single tulip. Yeah, like if you drive past any lawn where anyone has planted new flowers, they are it's tulips. tulips. Hmm. Yeah, so everywhere. I think that was a thing we kind of noticed in San Antonio. What? Uh, that people were doing a lot of red roses, that they were everywhere. You remember that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like we had, rose there were a lot bushes. of roses. Yeah, ro- rose bushes everywhere. And here, it's just a lot of tulips. I mean, I like tulips. I just didn't know it was a thing. Um, you know. I never really seen a tulip outside. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one growing natively. They, yeah, they couldn't grow outdoors. But that's I think it's probably because you're from Texas, I guess, right? Could be. So there you go. A lot of tulips around here, and I mean, you know, you see that springtime, you're like, wow, that's you know, that's kind of nice. I like that. It's it's real beautiful. Um, so you know, happy spring to everybody. Happy Easter. Uh, all that other good stuff. Um, you know, how's your Easter going? How's Mrs. What's Mississippi spring like? Tornadoes. <laughs> uh, just, just yeah, n- ceaseless tornadoes. Smacking <laughs> pretty, <your face>. pretty <laughs> much. In a line. Uh, we've had a tornado warning at least once a week for the past month. Jesus, has anything so. actually appeared? Uh, the sound? last one was Easter Sunday night, and uh it it i heard like it was loud like there was loud i was like oh this might actually be coming and then went to my parents the next day to drop the kid off and uh there was a big old oak tree that had fallen in on their property in a pear tree so yeah it's it happens crazy but that's it 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 gets hot it'll get in the 80s and then in the middle of April, sometimes there's snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody told us. We, we, where did we go? Oh, <laughs> so my wallet got stolen. That's a thing that happened. Um, it it all it could have been my fault, and like I it dropped it on the ground outside of the car. Um, 
You know, so you gave it away. Something like that, maybe. Uh, they're like, hey, uh, a full wallet with uh, you know an address and everything in front of the house. Should I spend it, or you know, should I go to the gas station and try to run up a bill, or you know, give it back to the guy? I'll go to the gas station. Uh, quick, so we noticed it because you saw a charge in your car. You got a text, but from something. Yeah, I got one of those like credit card texts, like, "Hey, we noticed something weird. <laughs> if you didn't do this, were you give us a call." Buy so they were using your cards. They sure were. Yeah. Hey. So I mean, I immediately checked it. Right, like it seemed like a scam. Where you know we're talking, like you gotta look out because they'll scam you on those scams. You know, like scammers be scamming. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like, there was a thing where the guy, uh, he, you know, he did the whole thing. Where you, you we're like, going to need some more specific words than thing <laughs> okay, if so. we're going to ever follow this you, story. You get, the guy you get, did the thing with the thing. A security yeah, researcher a guy, you know, he says he does the process where if somebody calls you or they send you a link, you say, okay, or they call you. You immediately put them on hold, call the company. And say, um, do you have somebody on the line with me right now? And they're like, yeah, we show so-and-so on the line with you or whatever the case is. So he did that. And then they, they said, yeah, we show somebody on the line. So he, he's like, okay. So he was a little bit more free, kind of gave them, you know, went through the process, confirmed some charges. It turns out they, that person that was calling him, scammer, was on the line with another scammer. And that scammer was on the line with the company pretending to be him. So then they were just doing that. So like it eventually like got to the point. Scammers in the middle. Yeah. So then. Yeah. So when you know they send you a text message like please click this or tell us the number on this text. He told them. They told them. They told the company. So then they got access to the cards. So I mean wow. like uh, there's lots of you know sophisticated kind of things that you gotta Who look up. Who has time? I don't know, man. To work these scams. <laughs> right. I don't know. He's like, you know, you probably just get a job. I yeah, think. Well, like, yeah. It'd be easier just to go to work. For spending your day <laughs> doing things, you know. Uh, so it, so anyway, yeah, they they were doing this stuff. Um, like these people got my wallet, and they were just really charging up gas. I guess you know, gas is high. They're like, well, if we're gonna steal some. We're gonna steal a full tank of gas. Uh, I didn't see any charges on my card when Gina saw some charges on hers. And I was like, where's my wallet? I can't find it. And so she was, so she noticed that it was the card. Like we share one, one of the cards. Um, but I was checking mine. I didn't see anything. And then uh, like an hour later, I saw like three charges on one of my cards. I was like, all right, so let me cancel it. I actually just cancel all my cards and order the new ones. And today I didn't mention this to you. Um, we got back from eating dinner um, at a local Italian place. I came back and uh, my my driver's license came in. Nice. So the reason to tell that story is because we were out at the, at the courthouse trying to re get it back. Yeah. Turns Adam out you gotta go. Us, they don't believe so. you. They, they're like, hey, I'm like, my wallet got stolen. Here's all of my information. You just issued this to me, and they're like, cool. Well, we need to verify where you live. I was like, this. Li I mean, you literally issued me something. Last month, is it possible that you just, I mean, can you, I don't know. It, it feels like you could just look it up and print it out again or something. And they're like, no, you. it's like you got a new one, like a brand new one. It's like you're. we don't know who you are all over again. So you had to go to the DMV and yeah. start over with yeah. all that? Yeah. So yeah. Do all of that. <laughs> with the same people there? Well, uh, we went to the nicer version. It was nicer. Uh, um, man, I wanted to hear the still, saga. It still wasn't great. But no, no. But it was nicer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the original story, which we told a couple of episodes ago, was that, you know, we went to a terrible one. And then I was like, in frustration, went to a second one. Much more pleasant experience. This time, went to that one. There's still a lot of waiting. It's still government. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anything make you hate government? You get to see a lot of people get turned away. Mo yeah. For not having what they need. There's that, for everyone, it's like... like Five out of ten, six out of ten people walking away, grumbling, saying, I fucking hate this place. Including <laughs> <laughs> me, I had to do that too. Anyway, so we got it all, right? It's all there. But we stopped at a coffee shop when we're talking to a dude, and he was like, yeah, Missouri, you really can't put away your, your stuff until, like, May. Your coats? May, then you can put your coats away. And you're going to bring it out back in, like, August. Uh, so, I mean, why even put your coat away, you know? That's what's up. That's here. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was oh, like still been in the thirties. It was this week. Yeah, it was you know opening <sighs> the baseball season, all that other stuff. It was nice out. 
for like a week. But then it was like, well, it's like 35 degrees. I was like, dang, it's cold. I now see why you would get into baseball. Because the minute it gets to like a decent temperature here for any sustained amount of time, I would like to spend every second outside in it. Yeah, and I right. possibly can. So, like, let's go watch a five-hour game. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll just go and just look at that green, green grass. Look at it growing. <laughs> <laughs> the cards. Life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're gonna probably we're gonna go to baseball. We're we're, we're talking about that. I gotta pick it out. Okay, so you know that's spring. Lost the card. Um, I did do a brisket. I had to do a Texas style brisket, Central Texas style. For Easter, you grilled out. I mean, yeah, you know, it it was for Easter, but it was just kind of, I, I guess, Easter technically weekend. for Good Friday. Um, I mean, that's good when Saturday. I did it. Yeah, good Sunday. Yeah, good ate Monday. a lot of brisket. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, so we went to a restaurant. Adam was like, "Take that, Catholics! <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat meat. I'm gonna cook a big ass slab of meat. A whole cow. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's funny, like. Um, my daughter, she likes brisket. She saw it. She was like, that's a lot of meat. Um, <laughs> what else you say? Uh, so cows give us brisket. Pigs give us bacon. <laughs> and I forgot she was like, listen, things. I was like, yeah, I guess cows do just give us brisket. You know? Man, I guess steak or whatever. But she just thinks of it as brisket. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was good. Uh, again, I did it on the Weber grill. Um, I bought it. I've since, like after that, I bought a couple knives. So there's a certain way I want to carve it now. Men be shopping. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to get this. Uh, you want a stiff blade? You know, so you really can so I could be a. I got to be a butcher. I got to be a butcher. <laughs> Butchering, you know. I, what I, I what I do want is some of them gloves, but um, I haven't bought those yet. Those food handler gloves. They're, they're in your I cart, think right? my brother has those. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big cart. he's a big griller. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't bought them yet, but I'm thinking about it. You're um, gonna, if you're thinking about it, you're going to get them. He's getting them. I mean, it's a, it was good. We had a good time. You know, my daughter helped me out. We ate it up. I think, Gina, you kind of gave up on the brisket halfway. You couldn't eat I mean, much. once the meat sweats kick in from, you know, day three <laughs> of eating brisket for at least two meals a day, <laughs> you got to take a break. I think I have yeah. to reset my colon. <laughs> How do y'all eat it? You make do tacos or... That's we racist. did. I'm yeah. gonna go to Mississippi, smack it. Give you the Will Smith. You <laughs> did you? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first day we made. It like, wasn't racist. It sounds good. I was trying to think of what you do. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah Outside you of look, like, yeah. you look kind of brown. It was my opportunity to try the tortillas again, tortillas. and I was determined to make a non-saltine cracker-like tortilla. You did a good job this time. They were good. Much better than last time. Yeah, so what did you do? Bad. I thought about you used all another things. drop of water. I did. <laughs> I was like, we're doing extra water this time. Uh, also, the recipe that I used called for olive oil as the fat instead of lard. We'd been doing some lard-based recipes, which were fine. Mm. Uh, but I just still I wasn't getting the right result, and then. Even when they turned out good, when Adam made them, we were still kind of like, I don't know about all this lard. Like, it's a bit much. So I tried the olive oil recipe, and immediately when I was kneading it, I could tell the texture was just different. I was like, this is this is good. It felt like pizza dough almost. And, uh, yeah, they turned out really good. Very soft, pliable, delicious. Good. Yeah, I recommend it. Um, that, that was the best one you made. But I, I think the water was the problem all along. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> what are you going to do? Uh, Live and learn. Try again. Make some good ones again. I mean, th- that's the thing. Is that, like, I was I was trying a few things. Like, I've made brisket on this Weber kettle grill a few times now. Like, three or four times. Something three, like four. that. Yeah. And, like, with different cuts. Because you can kind of cut the point or just kind of cut half of it. Um, Don't I pr- be throwing all your briskety yeah. lingo at us. <laughs> so you got the lean, you know, and you got the anyway. Um, I prefer the whole pack of brisket. I think what I haven't done is trim it before, like they do, like the you know you go to a barbecue place where they kind of trim it up and they all look like little. Well, I don't say like little, but they all look that same kind of shape. Shape, you know, like sort of like a disc, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like a, maybe a what are they called? Like the curling. Whatever that thing is. I don't know what that thing's called. Anyway, it sort of looked like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like 
aerodynamic shape. They did it on purpose. I just kind of threw it on there, as how most people I know did. And then you just kind of cut that off the part to get dry or whatever later, like after. But they cut it before. Whatever. So I think I'm going to try that next time uh, and see what's what. Um, I tried a different rub. We didn't quite have all the ingredients. We had a little bit of a different, like, kind of make it ourselves kind of deal. Um, but I liked it. It was pretty good. And I've tried, in, like, injecting it. That was good. Um, but this time I just salted it. 12 hours before and then got it that way and i think that was that was enough it was your best brisket yet yeah i don't think the injecting thing really works it's just kind of a mess <laughs> well i mean it's, yeah i think if you cook it right then it gets juicy right anyway you don't have to add any juice but injecting it right before you throw it on like if you're gonna you don't have time to do it you just inject and then kind of toss it on i can see how that would help whatever um it's good, uh, you know. I like a good brisket, and you taste that, like you know, the salty fatness. It makes you feel like a caveman, kind of. You're just like, you know, you can see why you're like, oh, no, I'm not just eating it up like that. It's good. Yeah. You know what we forgot to do? Well, uh, speaking of Easter traditions, it's clean. Well, well there, I think there are a couple of movies we typically watch on Easter weekend. Easter One of which is parade. the Easter Parade, and we did not watch that this really? weekend. I was waiting. I mean, so Gina has been. We're gonna get a little bit into this in t- in, uh, as we get like to the book deep work. Um, y- you know, usually I rely on your cue. You know, I'm like, all right, but let us know what we're doing. Like when we're gonna watch it. It's time to watch it. We didn't watch it we watched 10 commandments and the review from my kid is you know the 1956 charlton heston cecil biggie the, DeMille. the longest movie of all time <laughs> yeah. her she that was like one. that was long <laughs> and like, <laughs> the oldest yeah she was said like that was long she was like that the, y- the younger <laughs> said amazing <laughs> well, they both watched the entire thing, yeah. which really surprised me. All, well, all three That's of them wild. did. It. Even like the big, like when there's the big fanfare, like there's like an overture and then there's like outro music. Yeah, he was like, he was like jamming that. out and he's like clapping. <laughs> like, all right, That's awesome. Cecil B. DeMille epics. The only downside children. when you your kids watch movies and they're at that age where their imaginations are super active, it all trickles into their play time and <laughs> i i did hear the oldest today playing slavery and <laughs> her, her being you know our children being half black you don't really want to hear them running around calling themselves slaves but i was like, I was like oh, okay i know what she's talking about she's just playing well, ten commandments. yeah, <laughs> yeah also israelite heard, slaves that's different I it's heard, totally fine i heard him um, it was like Go on, go I heard her run through and say, "Come on, let's play Egyptians." And then later on, I I didn't hear the the word slaves, but we asked. I was like, "What are you doing?" And then she like jumped around. Look, I'm gonna be free. And it's it looked the most very joyous. <laughs> it looked <laughs> very Broadway play kind of like, "Ha, I'm gonna hop away from you. Hop, hop, hop. Now I'm, I'm free." free. <laughs> uh, so I mean, all that's, that's awesome. it's all that's funny. I mean, I, I don't really know when I first watched the Ten Commandments. I think it was on TV the way you do, I think, because they still show it on TV. Um, and, you know, I think some of the lines in that movie are hilarious. Uh, like Gil Brenner's, like, uh, you know, like, you'll be, you're going to be mine. Like my horse and my dog and my falcon, you know, you'll come when I call you. And, you know, the uh, whether you like it or not, that's your business. <laughs> They day he's talking mess. Oh, what is it? So you know, it's like you're my horse, my dog, my falcon, but I will love you more, but trust you less. Anyway, I think those things are funny. I think and Baxter is uh, funny. Uh, she's the weird storyline. You know, I mean her like acting, whatever. I don't know that I've ever seen the whole movie. <sighs> you're missing out. I might have to try to watch it. Our oldest was, was also very confused, and I was with her that all the women look the same. <laughs> She's like, wait, now, who's this person? Because they all look the same. And I was like, yeah, I they kind of do. I mean, I guess. It's 1956, right? But I kind of went for the same style, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think um, uh, it, that movie gets criticized for, like, it's overly dramatic kind of acting, like, that's apparently how Cecil B. DeMille 
wanted it. Like they'd be like Moses, Moses. I think it still works. Uh, you know, like as a whatever. And some of that might be nostalgia because I just know all the lines. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen it too many times, I guess. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I appreciate different parts of it. Like now, I appreciate the cinematography, how well it's made, how well uh, the scenes are set, some like that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, when I was a kid, I was just kind of like, you know, I wanted to see the special effects or something. You know what I mean? Fire, right. you know, whatever. Anyway. That's that's the Ten Commandments. That's our Easter tradition. What else do we normally watch on Easter? I was never a big Easter parade kind of guy. My family always was. Yeah, I've never. I don't even know what that is. Are you from it's America? Got, uh, Fred Astaire and who else is in it? I don't know the lady's name. The yellow gloves, but it's a musical, and okay. you know it's around them preparing for the Easter parade, the annual like production and you know singing dancing all that good stuff check it out mm-hmm. maybe i will not into musicals at all or Jeez, what, what i don't like do, musicals what did y'all do in this house what y'all do for easter man we didn't watch movies i was gonna say we, we didn't didn't start movies. talking about we that, didn't listen to music <laughs> that uh i didn't ever know that like movie Easter movies was like a tradition or a thing to a do thing. until you mentioned the Ten Commandments. I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess so. Uh, I guess you know when we were growing up in the Baptist church in Mississippi, and my parents were like in the choir and big part of that. Like Easter was like the big like Christmas was a big production, but Easter was like a big production. Like there would be like a I guess they call it a cantata, but like basically a show built around about Easter with like choir orchestra and like maybe some acting and stuff. And so I guess that kind of took up all. Yeah, that was what we did, you know, as we watched and, and participated in that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I think, like I said, I, I think of. of there was a time when I was a kid where we were in a church that was very like, eh, we're not real down with the pagan part of uh, Easter. It's very Jesus-centric, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I have different kind of views on all that. And I think like I said, now in my uh, in dad mode kind of deal, I recognize that a lot of cultures, like I said, start of the show, have Easter, spring kind of things. You know what I mean? And I feel like, uh, we can, I mean, it's, it's normal and natural to celebrate springtime. And so, you know, I think finding any kind of tradition to, to kind of do that is good and healthy and fun. And, I mean, the actual day, like if you're watching movies, whatever, I think what was what's most uh, useful out of it is that you're doing something together with your family, that kind of deal. I know that's cliche. Uh, but it was good, you know. We all sat. I don't know that we all sat down and watched a movie, watched a movie together in, in a long time. Yeah, in like a month or two. So yeah, it was cool to do that. When yeah. I told our oldest we were gonna spend the day together, she's still kind of like, you know, <laughs> new to remembering each holiday that comes up. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Why do we have to do it together?" <laughs> uh, I thought that was Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's every holiday. <laughs> every holiday you've gotten, with your you've family. you've had my your family time for the year. <laughs> you had me at Christmas, yeah. mom. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, like, uh, it, it's cool. Uh, I remember watching movies. Not just like I definitely remember watching Ten Commandments like again because that's one of the ones that comes around, and I think that's why people have nostalgia for like that one and like Christmas movies and that kind of stuff. Because you're not really watching a whole lot of movies with your dad or your grandpa or whoever, you know what I mean? So it it's, like, or like you said, Easter Parade. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched Easter Parade, uh, which is not super entertaining to me. <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not a great movie. With like, <laughs> you know, Gina and her family, that kind of thing. So it's more like you can do that because then you can reference, yeah, movie references together. If you're always watching indie latest, you know, like quirky director movies, and you're not really watching Marvel movies and then everybody else, you're d- you don't have a, like a shared experience. So y'all watch the Ten Commandments, whether you hate it, whether you love it, you can all talk about it. I mean, whether you're laughing at how all the chicks look the same, or whether you're laughing at Yul Brenner's misogynistic uh, lines, you know, (laughs) that are hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
and you idle. Agree and you're insisting that the green mist is bringing the Grinch. <laughs> is that the Grinch? To kill the firstborn children. Yeah. I, I tried to give ample warning, I guess, because I hadn't seen it so many times, and I just remember the story. I, I said it was not, it was just not like, I was like, I don't know if I kind of, they're ready for it. I was like, look, there's going to be death and murder and romance and betrayal and, and you know, lots of stuff happening in this one. You got to be ready. So it starts out, and they're like, uh, I have all the firstborn killed. And she's like, what? She's like freaking out. <laughs> she's like, this is not a good movie. It's like, yeah. <laughs> now you see why we wanted you to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the world. I mean, so, you know, like, I think it's, yeah, it, the, the cool part is that you can see through their eyes that it is scary, right? Like, movie scary. But there's not, it's not, like, gory, right? You know what I mean? Like, somebody gets killed, and they kind of go off screen, and you're like, ah, And so, like, the kids are like, what happened? Did you kill her? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Or then they kind of say, oh, she killed her, but then it's not, like, gratuitously for giving them nightmares that kind of stuff um so i don't know maybe they give them nightmares i don't know <laughs> but we let them sleep in our room and they were fine yeah, they, they did want to stay that yeah. night so <laughs> it was all kind of that thing how did you spend your easter this time Dell? uh sunday i did sound at church in the in the control room and then had lunch with my family with my parents and my sister and my brother and his family were all sick so they didn't come so just had lunch and hung out and then came back and Would worked on the mix my dad did prime rib prime rib prime rib was it good prime rib and like carrots and potatoes and stuff it was good yeah it's good yeah, it's cool enjoyable very enjoyable chill lunch and chill day um, and then yeah. there's a tornado that night. <laughs> <laughs> I see a uh, a plastic carrot here. It reminds me that we tried to feed that bunny, like give him that carrot. I don't know if he ate it, um, but it was like hopping around the backyard. Yeah, we've seen a lot of rabbits around. Um, so we read this book, right? Uh, or started reading the book. I think about sixty, seventy pages into it. Uh, it's called Deep Works by what? Cal Newport, I think his name is. We mentioned it previously. Like I said, we're gonna do it. Um, so far, so good. I think he, he kind of hits on a couple things that uh, I think were like I was were on my mind. I felt like I was not making enough time to really dive deep into some things. I know we've talked about it on the show, uh, and like definitely at work, I felt like it would get to the point in work where I can't do my job uh, during the day because there's meetings, there's interruptions, there's right. messages, IMs. Like, hey, can you look at this real quick? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you, you know, just all this other stuff, and I cannot sit with it. And I was starting to feel like, I mean, it's a, you know, well, it's an eight-hour day. I should be able to do it. How are the other people doing? I don't know. Um, and, you know, like, I think for worse, uh, but for a lot of my career, I spent some time at night, you know, once or twice in a week or maybe once or twice in a month just staying up late and just knocking stuff out. And, you know, a lot of it, I was like, you know, it's just, it's the only time, it's quiet, nobody's bothered me, I have access to the server, I could just knock stuff out. But a lot of what that is, is what, what he says in the book, it's just that kind of thing of making space for yourself so you can dive into something deeply. And then he gives a bunch of examples about, like, Carl Jung going to the mountains, writers, J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, whoever, um... A lot of this is not really new, but I think it's just, uh, I think it kind of came around at the right time. I mentioned it before, at least for me. So, um, with you, you were trying to, you're kind of running into something similar, right? Like you felt like you hadn't got. Who? You, Gina, sorry. Mm. Yeah. I realized. Audio medium. That's <laughs> uh, Eugenia there. Um, I don't know, did, did you read a few pages of it, right? Yeah, I think pages? maybe got like 30 pages in or something. At first, I was trying to argue with it. I was like, <laughs> wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. But that's just how I approach life. And uh, it, I mean, it's interesting so far. It's kind of gives you some inspiration to think about how you approach those things and how to, t to me, it's basically getting at the idea of being more disciplined, um, which, again, like you said, Adam, is something we've talked about before. Like, how do you fit... You f 
the more busy you get in life, the more, you know, people you add to your life, hobbies, work, whatever, it's like you have to further subdivide your day and your schedule and figuring out how it all fits together. I think it takes a lot of discipline. Um, so I think this book kind of gives you some, maybe some tools or an approach to how to implement that kind of discipline. Yeah, I think that's the immediate takeaway is that, because I think it could be easy to feel like, and we've talked about this on the show before, where we're like, I was able to do this before, time's different now, maybe that's just a young person kind of thing where you just have more time, you're able to do it. Or maybe that's a just different line of work thing. Maybe you could do it as a writer, but not as a software developer and whatever Dell does. Um, and then, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, what does Dell do again? He's a coffee guy. Smells coffee. coffee for a living. I don't know. Sniffs the beans. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good a bean. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, like how are the people? So, he's the guy that write, write, uh, is writing is, a, is an academic software developer. And he talks about himself and like another guy adam grant and how like a big part of academia is publishing right finding time to publish papers but then also to be a teacher and then also to you know do faculty stuff and how basically like you said gina these people are just very disciplined about their stuff right they're like hey it's research time so i'm gonna be i'm in my office but nobody i'm not gonna check my email i'm not gonna do any of this other stuff and they're like yeah but it's just and he's like just adamant about not responding to any of that. So you can really concentrate. And by the same token, when it's teaching time, he's a teacher. He's not doing any stuff on the side where other people are like whatever. And he, he goes into the science about it. Like it's it's well known that context switching is not good. Like, you know, you're doing something, reading a book or whatever, and then you're like, okay, uh, I got to go talk to you about something completely different that you're still sort of thinking about the other thing. It shows up in your brain waves, whatever. And anyway, so I was think, trying to figure out a way, and we haven't figured it out yet. Um, how do we apply that to being like better parents, specifically like homeschooling? I'm going to try some homeschooling. Um, how do we do that, right? Is it I got to talk to m my boss and figure out like, hey, um, I need a little bit different schedule or just heads up. I'm going to have a different schedule, um, you know, like every Tuesday from 1 to, to 4 I'm just gonna, not going to be available, but I'll make up for that with like a different schedule just so that way I can sit with my kids and teach them, I don't know, a subject or whatever, right? Something like that. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. And, you know, also like to try to give myself or give yourself, Gina, some time to, I don't know, prepare for work or be by yourself or do something. I don't know, whatever it is. Like we just have to be deliberate about it, right? And then disciplined and then also help each other you know mm -hmm. um good thing jen doesn't want to do anything so that's pretty sweet <laughs> <laughs> can't schedule nothing <laughs> i don't know so i mean th that's the, the part uh that we took out of it uh del you haven't read the book you didn't even know we're reading a book i think because i think you forgot we mentioned it so i can't really ask your thoughts on it but i mean what are your thoughts on, on it <laughs> i mean i have thoughts just about all that because mm -hmm. i i definitely it's funny because actually earlier this week what was happening something happened and i really felt like i was trying to focus on something and somebody asked me something or, or needed something that had to like tear my brain away from what i was thinking about working on oh it was probably working on mix but like I just, it, it struck me the dissonance, like, is like chaos because, like, my brain was still trying to, like, do this one thing and I, like, couldn't even think about what they were, what they were saying, you know, and I was talking and, but I was super distracted and felt like my brain, like, I was just on autopilot in one way, you know, yeah. and, uh, that, that, that's not really a good thing. I, I am, you know, last time we did, I do remember talking briefly about this whole concept and like how hard it is to find to carve out time to do things and how, you know, I talked about using that, that, that DAW and I woke up in the morning and like sat down at it and, and got up 
to use the bathroom that it, it had gotten dark outside, you know, yeah. the whole day had gone by. Uh, and I just got a new keyboard. Y'all saw it on Instagram, probably. And mm-hmm. it I, I requires it on there, but yeah. 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 It's got a lot of, um, you know, it's got a lot of knobs and stuff. It's very, it's, it's got a lot of deep learning to do, to be able to like utilize it to its full potential. And I can mess around and get basically what I need it to be able to do what I got it for. But, I, but if I ever want to exploit, it's like get deep with it and like really learn how to use it. I'm going to have to like set aside a weekend where like, I don't have anything else to do because doing it for 30 minutes here and there, I, you just can't, can't explore it enough get far enough into it yeah to to get there because it's a lot of like oh i did this i like how this sound how did i do that let me undo it and try and do it again you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i have to have that circular sort of like learning it one in one sitting um otherwise it's like starting over from scratch every day every time yeah i wonder about that like what is like the minimum you can get away we haven't got far enough there's a but it at least promised some points uh, where it's going to kind of give you a schedule or something like that and say, hey, this is here's uh, some recommendations or something like that. Like you need a minimum of 20. I don't know what it is. Um, but I was thinking about this, like whatever it is that you're going to do, whatever time period that you have, like if you can't move it around, right? It's like that game. What is that game where you like slide the, the oh the little squares, the around. little tiles around or I something don't know like what that. That's yeah. Called. If you don't have more than just the one tile to move around. Right, then that's it. You can't do it, and that's fine. But I think you can maximize the usefulness of that time, right? So if it's thirty minutes, I think it's good to have a plan thirty minutes, and that's where some of those things with people doing meditation and stuff like that, where they've said like, you know, if you set aside the same time every day to do some meditation, then your body gets ready to do the meditation. Same thing like working out or whatever it is that your body's like ready to do whatever you're gonna do. So if it's, hey, you know what, 30 minutes every day when I wake up at 6 o'clock or 4.30 or noon, whatever it is, I'm going to do this thing. And then your brain is ready to jump in. Uh, It's hard to just be like, yeah, I'm going to just focus only on learning a new task. Because your brain's like, "Uh, what do we do? I was thinking about this. So we, We sort of tried it, a little bit of that. We're like, you know what, I don't think we set any time in our day to just read and what we did like a family reading time we tried that yesterday we started doing that today we went to dinner together so it was a little bit different but um we're like at certain time should even say if that (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you know uh, we're kind of feeling it out right because i don't know if that always works or yeah whatever but you know it was like an hour we said for one hour we're gonna do it and you know we Gene and I have read before. We kind of know what it's like, but at least one of the kids were like, "What are we doing? Like, are we done reading yet?" Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> and so they're not ready for it. If we're d- consistent with it, then then no, they're like, "Okay, we're gonna read. It's gonna be boring, at least for the tiniest children." But uh, they're more ready to do it than if they're, you know, they're just kind of been shocked into it. Right. And so yeah, it's about consistency. So yeah, I mean. You might not have it three hours to do it or a whole Saturday because I know like those days are precious to you in your in your life. But you may only have the thirty minutes, but maybe you're just you really set aside thirty minutes. You prepare for it. You have notes. You know whatever you need to learn some aspect of it. That's what I was gonna say. It may, part of it might be a matter of uh, changing your system. Like I used to approach things like this. Like I, you could rely on your memory to work through it for three hours because you're doing it in one sitting so you could just recall back to a couple of hours ago but right. if you're having to do it in smaller fragments maybe you're taking notes or you're recording yourself working so that you can look back at that like to quickly refresh or something I don't know I've been trying to figure that out too I'm trying to learn stuff for work and um, you know, like upskilling, that's the only way to continue advancing in my line of work. So I'm like trying to get a certification, but it's like, how do you cram time in the day <laughs> for learning, for studying on top of you already have a job? Like, you know, they're not giving right. me a day off to go do this. Yeah. So figuring out how to fit in little chunks of time here and there and then just like trying to be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Efficient. <laughs> efficient um like 
focused, you know, not doing it distractedly. But I'm trying to take what I can get so far, you know, like yeah. I'm listening to it, trying to focus. But if other things are distracting me, I will let it continue to play and then see, okay, am I still absorbing it? If not, okay, let me just turn it off and try again later. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to ultimately work. I'm hoping to continue making progress incrementally, but um, yeah. I think that's one thing I'm noticing, at least in myself, as I approach things, the busier I've become is I just have to change the way I approach it. Like what worked for me last year may not work for me right now. I got to try something a different way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully what I, what we get out of this thing is um, here's, so like we're not just kind of doing some trial and error. There's a little bit like, here's some best practices we think we can kind of fit those in and see what's going on. I definitely think, and we mentioned this before, that's why I like it because it's kind of sort of confirming some of the feelings we had, right? Um, it's about scheduling time and being, you know, like deliberate with that and say, all I can get is an hour. Well, I will get an hour. And then, it, you know, like not, you know, feeling guilty about it. Cause I know, um, I think we talked about this la in that last show. You were saying sometimes you feel guilty about doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also recognizing it. There was a time, right? I think you were saying, I feel like I have to do this at work. And I was trying to encourage you to go do it. And you're like, oh, but I don't know. He might wake up. And, uh, and, you know, I was like, I think you have two hours. She's like, I'm probably only going to have 30 minutes. And it ended up being like you had two hours or something. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird then, too, because then you, your kids sleep longer than you expect them to. Then you're <laughs> kind of like waiting for them to wake up yeah. instead right. of using the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you awake now? Are you awake now? Yeah. So, I mean, so for from our perspective, for what work could work for us is like you could take that time. Gina, right? Say, I want to go do that. And then if something will come up that would normally interrupt her, like a kid's waking up and they need something, I make I make sure that I'm at least protecting her hour that's there. Right. And, you know, blocking the kids, kicking them, you know, throwing them across the yard and seeing if they can crawl back, you know, something like that. Something healthy like that. Locking them <laughs> in the basement, as you do. See, the, the other thing I wonder about <laughs> all this stuff is – when people give examples of these individuals who seemingly have figured it out yeah. and are doing a great job, what are the other aspects of their life look like? Like, yeah, you could say, well, that person, they're married, too, and they have a family. But is it is it healthy? You know, are they balanced right. in all of those areas? Right. Or we talk to those people, they're like, yeah, we never talk to her. She's yeah. never around. She's always working on that. <laughs> but, yeah, cool. I Well, I mean, isn't that... Though, isn't that a little bit sort of like the trade-off, right? I mean, like, um, that's sort of the nature of the society, right? Like, if you, if every person did everything that you needed to do to stay alive, right? Like, uh, picked, you know, food, raised cattle, there would be no time to do anything else. Because you couldn't, because you're doing everything that's involved to stay alive, right? Digging a well or something like that. Uh, I'm listening to a book called The Dawn of Everything that actually is talking about that. It's like the rise of civil society and civilization and like agriculture, giving time, you know, creating time for artisans, you know, artists and stuff to to rise. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, somebody's got to do something. And I, I think the balance is not like, well... Somebody's raising your kids while you're over there learning how to, I don't know, being a cloud security professional. But it's more like, you know, making some time so you could do that and then it's a trade-off. So that way I can go, I don't know, you know, be an amazing guitarist or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah whatever. there is that. And I think that's a good question is like how the balance uh, is. So they're disciplined. They had their discipline for their career, their hobby or whatever, but at what cost, right? Are they, are they carving out time to be the dad or the mom and the, and the brother and the sister and the, you know, in the, the, to do all the other stuff. And also, you know, in the case of people like Stephen King or, or even this person who's a software academic, like when he was a grad student, he was almost without a doubt, 100%, 90% of his life was immersed in that. Right. And that's all he did. It, and then he got that where he could do 
find a discipline, do it an hour a day instead of spending eight hours a day doing it, you know, and add other things into his life, you know? And I think that's generally the way that we always do things. It's like whatever is new carves, we have to give more attention and time to that until we get wrestle with it or whatever, until we get some sort of control or mastery of it. And then it can like take up a less amount of energy in our daily lives and we can add something else in. Right. And that's what we tend to do. We're like with relationships, I think, you know, and with work and with hobbies and with everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad, I mean, I agree with you. I think what you're saying is, is right. Um, and so I think like instead of fighting that, right, you just kind of embrace it. Right. Right. That I'm going to make sure that, I mean, it can't be all day, right? Because you have other obligations, but it can be some of your day. And that some of your day is going to happen at this point in time. So you can keep the, 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 entry of new things into your life going either whether it's like new like depth into like whatever you already know like yeah i'm pretty decent music guitar again pretty decent guitar guy but now i'm gonna get better i'm gonna improve in this aspect and so that's gonna be the part or you know you said relationships or having a kid and you're trying to adjust to that some that's outside of your control but you're like figuring out how that works um yeah i mean you know, driving becomes a big part of your life when you don't know how to drive and you're trying to figure out how to do it and you have to really study. But now I can just hop in a car. I, I literally do not think about it, you know? I just careen through this traffic, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying, right? So I think yeah. I think a, a lot of that is, um, again, just about uh, systematizing that thing, right? Like, so you have, yes, you know, it takes time. Well, how are you doing it before the un like the raw version of it is i'm just gonna throw myself at it and whenever i've sufficiently mastered it or i just can't do it again or i have to eat then i'll come out of it and that's you need a lot of luxury right (laughs) to do that or or youth young yeah with nothing else going on yeah yeah i mean but then there's even a lot of people that are young that don't have that time to do it right they have other obligations there's people that are i don't know supporting their family uh, for one reason or another, maybe circumstances outside your control. So, you know, I think I think it is about discipline, right? Finding whatever discipline you can in your own life. And I, like I said, I think for me, it's kind of getting rid of some things that are not I, I enjoy, but that are not useful. Like, I spend a lot of time on like Twitter or something like that, just because I'm enjoying it. But I'm like, am I getting anything out of it? Is that time that I can say was building something or just kind of enjoying it, right? like mindless there's nothing wrong with some mindless but maybe need some mindlessness yeah right? uh, but maybe you know like i said maybe maybe if i'm listening to more music mindless music right and then that can help me like i said learn the instrument i'm trying to learn because then when i'm trying to practice it i'm thinking about a melody that i heard now or something like that or maybe it means that i'm reading a book and that helps me i don't know read or find some more things or i'm just reading about something that I'm already doing so then when it comes time to write or produce or something like about that it, I have more like a deeper knowledge or more just ready kind of thing so I don't know I think there's things that could be constructive there well we'll keep y'all posted whether or not we become <laughs> more disciplined <laughs> yeah. so speaking of new things Dell how's your baby he's good baby, I baby, took him to the doctor baby. this morning because uh well, it's st- we called the doctor because I was holding him in the bed yesterday morning, and he he had like sounded like he spit up a little bit, and I was like checking my shoulder and holding him with the other hand, and he mm-hmm. like decided to do a back bend and like did a really big back bend, Oof. and I heard something oh, sounded like something popped or snapped. It may have just been the diaper. It was hard. It was just you know so fast, but. Uh, he cried. It either scared him or it hurt him, and he cried uh, for just a few seconds. Uh, but you know, I don't know anything about all that. Yeah. So uh, I talked to Sarah about. It. He seemed fine afterwards, but we ended up calling the doctor just to see what they said. And uh, a few days before that, Sarah had been nursing him and then burping him and fell asleep holding him and woke up late for work and kind of like you know, like 
panicked a little bit, I guess, or just kind of stood up real mm, fast and and uh, started to black out and like went to her knees and like and and she thinks he hit his head. You know, she fell forward and thinks he hit his head and he cried. And I woke up to just screaming and I heard the thud, uh, which woke me up at first. Um, but we could never, he, there was no bump, no swelling or anything. No, couldn't find a mark at all where he even hit his head. And, and uh, but he cried for a while for that. And uh, so we, she mentioned that to them. They're like, well, why you should probably bring him in. I was like, well, okay. Now they, need to check and see if he's being abused or something you know like <laughs> like so we got to take him in so uh so i took him this morning and uh she's like hey, he's, he's totally fine good she's like they don't have they're they don't really even have bones in their back right now and so it's like yeah that's the like most and least encouraging thing they always have to say is oh they're their their bones are like rubber right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you're, yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But but he weighs well, seventeen pounds. Okay. Yeah. And he's been super happy today. He talks like babbles and like nonstop now. <laughs> like today, he's been doing it. And, uh, he has is starting to tease a little bit. I think he had like a ninety nine point four temperature earlier. And but it's hard to tell because my mom's sick now, and my brother's been sick, everybody's got the flu around here, and so Hopefully I don't know that. if it's that or if it's just the teething yeah. stuff, but yeah, slobbering everywhere. Sometimes. So. Yeah, don't you wish the babies could sometimes be like, you know, dad, I'm real hungry right now, you yeah, uh, help me out here. Tell me, instead what's of wrong. they just got the one, and I know right. they're like, well, they got different cries, and yeah, pain versus hunger. But sometimes it's just like, eh, actually, I'm just sleepy. Yeah. Like, well, go to sleep, dude. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. Jack will do that. He, he's like, uh, he'll like, when he's tired and we're like sitting in the living room or whatever and the lights are on or whatever, he'll just like, just get pissed. You know, it's just kind of like, eh, eh. it's kind of cry, halfway cry, but wide awake. And then I'm like, are you sleepy? And I take him into the bedroom where it's dark and it's like immediate, you know, like immediately, like just, and it's like, oh, well, like, you could have just closed your eyes and, and gone to sleep, yeah, I mean, you know. It's kind of funny. So our our, our guy, he'll kind of crawl. He's learned how to lay himself down for a while. It was kind of funny for a while. He'd be tired, but he didn't know how to lay down because <laughs> you're just going to be sitting there and like, uh, and I was like, what's yeah. going on? And I'd bring him closer and he'd just kind of lay on me and then like, yeah, you could have just laid down. You're right in the bed. Uh, now he, he knows how to it do it. Takes him a while to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Now he'll actually like crawl around. And then just kind of go and then oh. just rest his head on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I can fall asleep here. <laughs> like figuring it out, figuring out their own body. That's awesome. Uh, so I mentioned that Gina had like two hours to um uh to, to work. Yeah, uh, some of that was because we took him to a different room. And like I, like I just let him sleep on the floor. I think this guy's a little too big for his crib thing, even though it's supposed to grow with him, whatever. And it's appropriate for his age. He's just a big guy, and also he's like his pop. And he likes to move around. Yeah. And so he'll wake he himself up because he's like moving, sleep. and he's like ah, and then kind of wake up like what the hell am I? Uh, and I I understand that. <laughs> and so like we just kind of made a little nap area in like uh, one of the rooms, the far rooms there, and. Um, he slept really well. He moved. I think he moved to poop, and then he just kind of kept sleeping. <laughs> I, I only found this out later because I was like, hey, what's up, guy? He crawled over to me, and I was like, oh, you're stinky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the thing is, like, he, he got yeah, – I think he, he got – took, like, the longest nap he's taken. Yeah, in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think – It is a nap longer than an hour, typically. Yeah, it was, like, two hours. It, um, it, it pro- Yeah, it was. it would have been, I think, a little longer – but I went up there because I was like, are you asleep? What's going on over here? And then I figured he'd probably poop or something else. So, uh, All that's good. I think it's funny because you're just trying to figure out your guesstimate. And it feels great when you figure out, oh, this guy likes to sleep like this. Or they like to eat that. Or, you know, they like this song. That's what they like. You, you sort of figure it out. You really do wish they'd just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like he really likes to eat food now 
and I'll give him what I think has been an appropriate amount of food for one sitting. And then he'll just be yelling, and I'm like, okay, you want to get up now? Are you uncomfortable? Yeah, do you have to poop? Is your belly hurting? And I get more food. I'm like, oh, you just want more. Can you just <laughs> say that? <laughs> yeah. Or try to do the thing, like, you want yeah. food? Like, Pick up do a some sign, sign kid. language, like, hungry food. More. But he's just so pissed. He's just, Rah! Yeah. Throw something on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah. We, we want to start doing that, because Jeff did that with with roads and it worked really well, like yeah. really well for them. Um, and they didn't with Nora, but, uh, I mean, we I don't know. teaching that. Some of that, and this is where we kind of say it, like some of that is just personality, right? Right. Like our eldest kid, she's, she was always really good about communicating. Even now it's kind of weird. She's like, I'm just not feeling so great about the way you, I mean, we try to encourage that, but she's just really good at that. Um, our middle kid, she's just kind of a, uh, she rides her emotions, you know? Like, she'll tell you what's going on, but it's not like, I'm mad at you. She's like, oh, my God. She'll just scream at you at the top of her lungs. <laughs> she was that, that way as a baby, um, and she's, she gets hangry quicker, and that is just the most, Im- you can't get through that layer of hangry, so... It would be like we'd put some bananas by her room so that way when we woke up in the morning to go change her, like, earlier, she's like, one, we'd give her food. Like, here, here's some food. <laughs> <laughs> here, eat it. And she's like, oh, no, man. And then you're like, okay, let's go change. Let's go to the potty. You know, the all that stuff. Now we can talk to <laughs> you. Like you could human. not do any of that other stuff <laughs> without feeding this kid. And she's That's why like, that Snickers commercial where people turn yeah. into a monster until yeah. late. <laughs> yeah. It is. It was. It's and it's kind of silly because like me and uh, our eldest daughter, we're kind of similar. Like we don't need breakfast immediately. Like you like it, you know. Yeah, you guys are weird. <laughs> You're off in your imagination. You can pass the whole morning and not realize you didn't eat breakfast yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, where's my food? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, so oh, we got to eat. And, so, you know, Gina gets hangry. So I, write, I was like, you know, she's just probably like you. She just probably. That helped us figure out what it was. nourishment. Yeah, whatever. Those weird uh, We have the nourishment ones. of the yeah. mind, you know. <laughs> we have imaginary family food. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there you go. You have to figure that out. Like, hey, well, this, this kid is, is this kid like me. And is it like me before I became a mature adult that was able, you know, or is it just, what was it like when I was, you know, I don't know. Was it like you, wife, you know, which which version of the kid is you? Maybe it's like your mom. <laughs> Maybe it's like your uncle. You don't know. You're trying to get, gauge it, figure it out, apply some, you know, some parenting. Hopefully that works. Is that too much parenting? Is it not enough? I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, parenting, I don't recommend it. (laughs) 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 It's kind of a drag, you know? There's a lot to it. I mean, already it's like, it's just the incessance of it. You know, I think it's the main thing is like never getting, you don't get away from it. Never. It's just like, uh, and it's, (laughs) and it's not something you like dip your toes into and decide let me try this out and then see if I want to commit. It's hundred <laughs> percent from the beginning. You're just in it. Yeah. And there's no, no escape. And, uh, it affects everything yeah. you do. Yeah. And it's not bad. Like I'm not just the realization of that. It started to hit me like really hard the last week or whatever, not in a negative way, but just like, yeah, every part of my life has to consider that one aspect you know yeah i think that's the part where you know you hear parents of i was reading a book where there was like a teenage parent and then you hear everybody say that about like it's a lot of work there's a lot of consideration and you're not you're not really ready for that kind of thing this is where a lot of that tension came from i think we were fortunate we kind of knew that was gonna happen and then we had i definitely had young parents and you know i heard clearly one side of that argument right a lot of work a lot of whatever and so i think we were ready to be i want to say less selfish you know what i mean like we had started in some stuff i mean we were excited i guess to maybe slow down and not i don't really want to go out to the club on friday 
let's watch Bubble Guppies, you know? So that's it right. didn't feel like anybody was stealing my opportunity to go to the club. I'm like, I don't right. even know I don't know who's out there anymore. You know what I mean, I don't I don't really understand this music, but I guess maybe it's time to have a kid. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the, I mean, the downside of that is obviously that uh, I won't really be old enough to run around with grandchildren. Definitely not great grandchildren. Whatever, you do some trading off, right? Take them for a ride on your scooter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're nearing the end of this podcast. It might be done. Uh, Dell, are you are you touring or something like that? Should we tell people to go see you somewhere? Um, Brendan the Revelers are playing in natchez we're actually coming to go to chicago too in the fall oh, but day. uh what for Lollapalooza, you guys gonna headline oh totally <laughs> i don't remember what it's for right now uh but natchez we're doing the Mudbug fest coming up in may and playing the same stage as drive by truckers and brett michaels oh, so look at that. hey yeah. yeah and if this were 1987 let me tell you right what. <laughs> i know Yep. Uh, so that's, that's cool. it not yeah. not a ton you know trying to get organized ground rolling so cool. june july cool. i'll let you know well that's good man well uh enjoy your enjoy your week <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next time when we'll talk about something else here on the drainage penguin podcast listen to it tell your mom you know wives girlfriends boyfriends whatever you got going on gina you got anything are you on tour uh no i'll be i'll be here mm. not reading mm. like, man i really should make time to read huh <laughs> uh, all right ladies Thank and gentlemen you. we are we're done